so weird. I feel so like, I feel like I'm on NPR right now. You might be Ew, on NPR. my worst nightmare. Sorry, no offense, NPR. I just, your voices are all so fucking boring and slow. <laughs> now we're going to be feuding with NPR because they pay <laughs> yeah. attention. <laughs> yeah, because they listen to our fucking podcast. Right. Robert Seagal is listening to me. This one goes out to Robert Seagal. <laughs> On this wagon, week's buddy. episode of Bourbon and Blood, we talk about Q, the winged serpent. The winged serpent. The winged serpent. <laughs> oh, it was a fucking ama- amazing movie. <laughs> I just dropped my phone. Cue the music. Hi guys, welcome. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm not. I am Anne. I'm not Daniel. And we're here to talk about Q, the winged serpent. From 1982. Larry Cohen. And wait, hold on. I did take a screenshot. Nope, I didn't. Yep, I did. Um, (laughs) 1982 films. The Thing. Blade Runner. E.T. There's a movie called Cat People, which, which I, I did not realize was an actual thing that existed. Existed, and Danny then told me he owned it. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, we will do it on a future podcast. Creep Show, Friday the Thirteenth, Tootsie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Forty Eight Hours. Don't you feel feel this movie? Holy shit. Looks like, older than all those movies. This movie looks older than all of those movies combined. We'll get into a bunch of reasons but why. But goddamn, this cast though, I just want to okay, go for it. We Do have it. Michael Moriarty. Boom. One of the OG Law and Order DAs, motherfucker. Like, amazing. Boom. Dun, dun. We have Richard Roundtree, Shaft. What the fuck? Like, he's in this film. We've got Dave. David Carradine? Yes. Yeah, David Carradine. <laughs> David Carradine? <laughs> there's so many of them. Well, there's only like two famous ones, but... Isn't there three? Wasn't one of them in this Yeah, also? wait. David... Oh, no. Bruce... Bruce was in this film. Was he in anything Bruce else? Bruce is not a famous Carradine. We have Bruce, Keith, and there's, uh, there's another Carradine. I don't remember his name right now because I am... So drunk. The Carradine from Twin Peaks. No, that's um, that's Keith. Oh, okay. That's Keith. All right. He's Bob. <laughs> what? So anyways, this movie was about a um, Aztec god. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Which is why it's called Q, the winged serpent. Uh, just flying over New York City and killing people. Ha- laying eggs everywhere in town. And guys... Um, I love this movie. It was fantastic. I loved it so much. It was so good. So we start off with a stalker window washer. Mm-hmm. Like the girls inside, like, oh fuck, he's oh he's this here. fucking guy is here again. He's been washing my. This is like the fourth day this week. He's washed you my talk to windows. Your manager at that point. Also, the bitch has curtains. Like, <laughs> close the curtains. Also, like, yeah, talk to management and be like, this guy clearly is an issue with me. Not to spend too much time on this, but how annoying is it that he's like washing the window, then he like knocks on the window, washes the window, and like knocks on and the window. And then it's like, you know what the most annoying part is though? The, yes. Oh my God. That would drive me bananas. 
because I'm drunk, I'm just going to say what else drove me bananas today. Our neighbors had like some friends over for a cookout and they had this woman over there and she like they're across the street and they have a big lot, a double lot goes far back. Her voice and her laugh was so enraging to me that like I was just sitting on my couch glaring at them from my front room <laughs> hoping she would see me and shut the fuck up. Like it was it was it was making me feel like a physical rage towards her and it was just it was a sound thing. It was a if sound only thing. Quetzalcoatl was there to t- chop off her head. <sighs> So, so Quetzalcoatl, I'm going to just call him Q from now on, because that name sucks to say over and over. Yeah. But he eats the shitty dude who's washing Windows' head, and that's how we start the movie. We're not even a minute into the movie, and we get a beheading. Well, are you going to go on record and say it's not even a minute in? If we're not counting the, like, credits. It might be a minute. It was, Yeah. <laughs> but it no, it, it was kind of, she was like, oh my God, this fucker is here. And now he's dead and I'm screaming and <laughs> his head is gone. And then now it's time for me to bust out my notes because I wrote something down. What? Uh, <laughs> David Carradine and Shaft are there on the scene, like investigating yeah. like, oh shit, this window washer doesn't have a head. Like, where did his head go? <laughs> David Carradine goes, come on, what do you want me to do? Like, solve the fucking crime? Do figure out fucking figure job. out what the fuck happened to the dead guy. David Carradine looks so fucking young in this. Does he, though? Well, I only know... David I only, Carradine has always looked 70 years old. I feel like I only know him from Kill Bill, to be honest. He I don't just, know a lot of movies that he's done. I know he's famous in the indie underground movie scene but i only know him from kill bill he's an he just has always looked old whereas we have michael moriarty who was also in this film who to me has just looked 55 his entire career he's just from when i was eight years old watching him on law and order to now he looks (laughs) the exact fucking same but this role Oh my God! I want to watch him in every single one of Larry Cohen's movies He's, because this this role was the acting was bananas. In this movie. He was so good. Michael Moriarty. Okay, listen. I just got to say, I like these headphones, but I feel like there's a little bit of a wall between us right now because, like, Why? I don't know. I don't like wearing the headphones and not having you had the headphones. So, like, I'm taking the headphones, people. Yeah. You take the headphones. I feel weird with them on. Oh, I think great. I would feel more comfortable like if we were both wearing headphones, but I feel just a little... We'll get there. I feel we'll a little vulnerable <laughs> with those on right now. <laughs> Plus, my back is to the door. I don't know what's going to come in here right now. A fucking winged monster? I don't know. But from I'm looking straight at you. Nothing can attack you. So, while we were watching this movie, we're in a the mime, garage. A mime, maybe. A <laughs> There's like a bunch of There's a mime in this movie. There's a bunch of cut down like tree branches sitting in our driveway right now and there's an animal clearly just like scurrying through it or whatever. 
And Anne went out there just like, I'm going to fuck shit up. I'm going to shine my light and find out what this animal is. Yeah. I didn't. She did not get the idea that it might be a skunk because we do have skunks. You know what? I'm just a very bold person. And if something is bothering me, I am just very upfront about it and just will say, hey, what is this noise scurrying in my bushes? And if it's a skunk, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Like, but. I can't deal with something that sounds large and menacing rustling around three feet away from where I'm sitting. It's gross and I don't like it and I need to show (laughs) it that this is my house and you are not coming in here and rustling my dead branches. Those are my dead branches. You motherfucker. Unless you're cute, then I'm going to let you do what you need. (laughs) Take my branches and build your nest, which... I think this is a perfect opportunity to share your little tidbit so, about that nest. Good old IMDb. I was looking up facts about this. Larry Cohen built that nest with the egg inside. And then when they were done and filming. And it's a big ass nest. Yeah. Big. When they were done filming, he took the egg, but he left the nest. And then like a year later, there were like scientists flying in to just like. Well, because he didn't like. He didn't do any of the proper like permit pulling or oh, yeah, he like did this gorilla style. Like he wasn't like, "Hey, I'm going to be filming up in this abandoned police station and building a giant <laughs> nest." He was just like, "Oh, there's an abandoned police station. We're going to bust in there and build a nest and then go and leave the nest." <laughs> so scientists were like, what is this giant nest? So, he was afraid to say anything because he didn't want to get in trouble God, with I, no permits. I think that's so beautiful. That's like, one of the reasons I love this movie is look, like learning everything about the gorilla tactics he did with filming. Like when they were doing the final shootout <laughs> scene, not to jump around too much. And we can jump. Around. They were firing blanks, jump. but the shells jump. were dropping. And he wanted people to react in New York, but they were not reacting because it was being caught by a construction net. But then he got in trouble for the noise complaints. In New York? But New York people were like, oh, gunfire? Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Uzi's Uzi's on the top of the building. Yes. You know what I'm not going to do, which a a few people did in this film? Like, go up on the top of a 50-story building, naked or almost naked, and just, like, lay out. Yeah. That's really high up and scary. And also, like, there are drones now. And well, nowadays it'd be you different. You know what? People can. Okay. Well, I mean, so that now drones, then a flying winged monster. Well, like, when or the girl, that fucking creep yeah. watching her with the telescope. And who was like, oh, you got killed by a thing? Whoa. <laughs> Before that scene happened. I wish Our, I had one of those little, like, boing, So before that, our main character, Jimmy Quinn, has a lunch with a bunch of mafia dudes. And, I mean, I, I think back on Reservoir Dogs, and I'm like, I would love to sit in and have lunch with a bunch of mafia dudes and make a plan. I don't actually want to go through with anything. I don't want to be a driver. I just want to sit there and act like I'm important and share food. Wouldn't that be badass? Yeah. And also terrifying. I I mean, I'm there for the food, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck what meeting I'm having in New York. 
if there's food, I'm there. I'll meet with a bunch of mafia goons. Like I don't even remember what you were talking about, but you got very serious about how much you love food during this movie. Like I, what happened in the movie that you were like, I fucking love food. I don't food even the remember. Most important thing in my I life. think I'm just really <laughs> fucking hungry right now. All I had was fish sticks today, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> some food when this is done. Maybe. So we get our first death death besides the beheading where we get a peeled dude like yeah someone that was flayed completely and it was like it even showed the guy being flayed which was insane 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 in the membrane in the membrane yeah it was okay i mean i've seen better flaying before. really i thought that was very I mean, descriptive. did you watch game of thrones with me oh, like that's true come on that was like <sighs> Whatever. Remember when he takes the pillow? He's like, meh. And he just throws the pillow on oh the face. Oh, my God. There, so, yeah, there's this guy. I don't even know what this situation is. Like, this guy is just, like, dead, burned, like, flayed, right? But Yeah. Yeah, flayed on his bed. But, like, his housekeeper comes in and finds him. But, like, oh. there's... <laughs> Instantly behind her is like the crime scene photographer. Like there's no cut in between her finding the dead body and like the crime scene photographer coming in. So it's like she walks in, screams, then the crime scene photographer is literally like a step behind her. And it's like he's in on it maybe because <laughs> he knows where the dead body is going to be. They didn't even get into the cult, really, which was sad. No, they didn't. Like, there, there's a little bit of a cult, but not really. I mean... I want a movie about a Quetzalcoatl cult. Oh, uh, that's a yeah. tongue twister. Mm. What's a cult? A cute cult. You just call a it a cute, cute cult. A cute cult. A cute... What a cute cult. A cute cult. <laughs> uh, the sunbather gets picked up, the one you were talking about, the lady who's naked on the roof. Mm-hmm. And then it starts raining blood on half of New York, which was fantastic. I just want to say, like, if I'm this weird creature flying around, I'd be doing it at night, not during the day. Every scene was during I the day. I just feel like this creature would be adapted to hunt at night, and it just does it, like, at 2.20 in the afternoon <laughs> when the streets of New York are just flooded with people. I don't get it. Like, you're, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do that during the day. Yeah. Sorry. So we got Jimmy Quinn. He goes in to play some piano. Let's talk about that scene. Oh, my God. It was the most amazing duop, like, was it amazing? Yeah, it was like 10 minutes of him just like freestyling on the keys. And it was music to my ears. I, just, I fucking let's, love it. Let me tell you the stuff I learned top. about that from the... the Bobby bow what are you doing? Sweeping the floor. Sweeping. So our dude, oh. David Cohen, came in. Larry? Larry. No, what's the David? What's the main <laughs> name? I'm losing my mind. I don't know what Carrigan. anybody's. David n- so David Kerrigan flew in to do this whole Carradine? scene. Carradine? Carradine. Okay. And they were like, hey, you're going to sit in on this piano scene. And then they just kind of roped him into doing it because of that. Sure. 
Like, all that was improv The doo-wop, the piano playing. So that guy can really play a piano, though. Michael Moriarty plays the piano. Apparently That's not too bad. awesome. Even like, the dog's reaction where the dog's like, that was all real. I loved it. That, really? I just did a little head tilt like a dog would, <laughs> like, really? guys. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah. I hated slash loved that scene because... If I knew how to play the piano more than I do for like You would do the doo ops. Yeah. You know I would. Come I know. On. You would. Are you joking? <laughs> Danny, come on. Come on. I thought his piano playing was good, but his doo was terrible. You guys, what I want to talk most about this film Go for it. There's a mime. <laughs> no. And there is no reason for there to be a mime. He's like an undercover cop, right? Yeah. But the cop stands right next to him the whole time. And there's no, he does no act. There's (laughs) He juggles for a second. There's nothing with him being a mime. And like, he doesn't have to be a mime. But there's a mime for like a good chunk of this movie. And I love it so much because he doesn't do shit. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything mime-like. He doesn't do anything to help the situation. He's just there. Like He's painted, mine. painted as a mime there in the scene. And it's so beautiful. I love it. I love it. Every movie should have a mime. <laughs> I want to go back to when our... Jimmy Quinn discovers the Belfry, hmm. where he finds the giant egg. Sure. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you want to discuss? <laughs> I wrote some egg jokes. Hmm. Someone's got some egg explaining to do oh, why this is up here. God. Oh, that didn't go over easy with you. Oh. <laughs> like you like wrote these knowing what my reaction was. I thought you'd enjoy these jokes. I was wrong. <laughs> Wait, what? No, there's nothing wrong. Joke about that part. <laughs> I was wrong. You d- you didn't like my yolks. No? Oh, my God. She's going to explode. I feel like I'm going. He finds a skeleton while he's up there. Is this going to be another egg joke? No, I'm oh. done with the egg jokes. Are you? <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a long. No, I've learned to limit it to like two or three. So you don't like... Yeah, you did like four. <laughs> I did two. I feel three. like you went Maybe over... Maybe four. I think the you went over a little... <laughs> I think you went over the line. <laughs> I didn't want to go too far because I didn't want the jokes to get scrambled. Oh, that was on the spot. Oh! <laughs> what if I just walked up and like slammed the door? <laughs> and oh, then you man. had to finish the podcast by yourself. All by myself. <laughs> Let's keep talking about Q. I think Q is just a concerned mother, and I think she's actually the hero of the story. She's just feeding her babies. It's not fair that the government is after her. Do you know who the hero of this story is? Who? Michael Moriarty's oh. wife. Girlfriend, actually, because he won't marry her. But he hits her. Do we really want them to get married? That Apparently. bitch deserves way much more than she has right now. And she knows it. And I just want, I want her to know like, girl, I see you and I feel you. And like you 
You deserve better than that. However, piece of shit. when he's like, in get jail, out of that. when he's in jail, he describes her, and it makes complete sense. Where he's like, she's dating me because I'm an ex meth addict or whatever, and she's just looking for someone to fix, but she can't fix me because yeah, because you know up. what? Hey, guess what? That's what society trains women to do: to is fix, fix you fucked up men. Hey, speaking of fucked up men. The shooting today in Texas. Who's the shooter? Not a fucking Q dragon from the Aztec. Not a woman. A white man in his 30s. So, like, yeah, we need to fix you because you all are fucked up. Like, that's why we're trying to fix you. God damn it. Maybe we should just unleash some goddamn, like, dragons on you guys. Not dragons. It's a bird dragon. Or it's not a, it's a, is it a bird dragon? It's. A, a bird left. It's lizard. a winged. It's a winged god, and I'm gonna unleash it on white men in their 30s, pretty much in the south. Like <laughs> that's where you <laughs> only tend, in the south. Where you tend to lie, mm, maybe a little bit here, but you want to know a cool fact about this? Yeah, I want to fi- know every single fact. The about final this. scene of the movie was used basically later or like ripped off by a Godzilla movie that they spent 150 million on huh? and Cohen's response says they spent 150 million dollars on that scene I could have made 150 movies for that like That's they ripped ridiculous. it off like the you remember when Q's just on like the... picking people up and throwing them yeah. and during the gunfight yeah that was like ripped off in a Godzilla movie apparently That's dumb do you know that, I mean, I told you already, but for the podcast sake, Eddie Murphy and Bruce Willis were up for the roles of the main cops. And they wanted it. They, they wanted both it. wanted these roles. And the production company was like, nope, these guys aren't famous enough. You're not famous enough to be <laughs> in this movie. I guess Bruce Willis and Eddie Murphy in 82 were not famous Fuck, enough. That's I- insane. They should have had me in this movie. I made my debut in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a baby. You could have been yeah. the baby in the egg. I could the have. The baby. The sweet baby. <laughs> I like how everyone in the police office was on board with this giant monster. They're like, oh, it's a giant monster? Cool. Cool, cool. Cool. I don't understand this police office because when have you ever seen the police commissioner of New York police in a movie be some fucking like stuffy British guy <laughs> with a fucking pipe. He changes accent, doesn't he? He changes accents at the end of the film. He just talks <laughs> like a New York guy. The entire rest of the movie, he's a British guy with a fucking pipe. That doesn't happen. You know who the New York commissioner commissioners are? New York guys who are like, hey, I'm from New York and not like from Britain with a pipe and speaking in a British accent. That has never happened. Speaking of like that accent, we have a uh, one of the mob dudes with a mustache. He just sounds like Sal from Futurama. Is it? Yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. The guy who's like you. And then I. What's your response whenever you hear a sale comment? Whenever I hear Sal from yeah. Futurama. <laughs> did you say 1015 to Nutley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're huge Futurama fans. 
What else do I got? Oh, hate it. what would? Oh no! I'm just kidding. Another name for this movie we decided was My Friend Q. Oh, My Friend Q. It's like a buddy comedy. It reminds me of like Pete's Dragon. Yeah, you know? I could totally see Michael Moriarty <laughs> and Q teaming up. Oh my god! Go for nope. it. Nope. Here we go. Taking it to Law and Order. Michael Moriarty and Q. Okay, Solving so crimes. Michael Moriarty is the assistant district attorney. You know who's the district attorney? Q. Q. You <laughs> don't want to. That's not a case you want to get in front of Q. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes. Q in order. I have a question for you. So at the beginning of this movie, they mention a song made just for the movie. I think it's the song that he was running away from the mob dudes to. the magic dragon. Not that song. <laughs> lived in New York. Do you have a favorite song made just for a movie? And a, well, the entire Xanadu soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that was made just. Uh, man, that's a cheap sorry. answer. Well, sorry, but it's true. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's my absolute. Well, I mean, like, unless you say the last waltz, those songs aren't made for a soundtrack those are just songs made into a soundtrack for a film yeah, a concert film but xanadu eddie and the cruisers that oh, entire soundtrack true. um let's see what other songs do i love that were made for a film what do you have while i'm mulling this over <sighs> the only ones i could think of is there oh, was sorry there was one made for Freddy versus Jason. I don't even remember who it was by. I mean, any of the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol songs. Oh, any hell of the yeah. Muppet movies. Was it John Denver that did the Christmas ones or no? John Denver was not involved in any of the Muppet Christmas movies. What? No, but he had some, he had like the Muppet Christmas album. But so Muppet Christmas Carol is like, Christmas Carol, but yeah. with Muppets, and that it's has fantastic. some phenomenal song. That one with the ghosts of Christmas present. Who I'm in this singing in the street corner choir. It's going <laughs> over, getting warm by the, the fire. fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like, like Christmas. Can we get one? sued by the Muppets for singing that? No, you can't get sued for singing. No, no. Are you joking? I have a picture of my daughter with. Heather Henson. Yeah. From two years. So (laughs) they want to sue. Do you know what? They can look at my fucking Facebook cover photo and see that it's John Denver with the Muppets. Like, are you going to come with me? I will fight you and be like, (laughs) you're going to try me. Like I am the biggest Muppets advocate ever. Come, come at me. Like you're going to fight. You're going to fight someone who has done nothing but promote Muppets. What if Muppets were in this movie? <gasps> I would <laughs> die. What if they remade this movie where every character besides Quetzalcoatl was a Muppet? Who would play? Do you know who would play Quetzalcoatl? Would be David Carradine. <laughs> he, he could play Quetzalcoatl. Who would play what? So who would play the detective? Yeah. So as a Muppet, who would play Michael Moriarty? Uh, we need a little bit crazy, a little bit... Gonzo? Seri- Gonzo, yeah. Yeah, that's what we I'm get Gonzo. Uh, his wife would be the oft-put-upon woman, but who just kind of deals with the shit, Janice. That was his real wife at the time, too. Was it really? Yeah. No way! Michael Moriarty's real yeah. wife? 
No way. Uh, maybe it was David Carradine. Someone had their wife play their wife in the movie to save money. Okay. So. Well, who? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Hey. So, so the wife would be played by Janice because Janice is just cool and down with it all the time. Yes. Like Janice is like, you're a dick, but I'm Janice. So I'm just going to like be happy and let you be a dick and not deal with your shit. <laughs> uh, we've got the police commissioner who is stuffy and British and. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy that does the news, like the vampire dude. Muppet, not a vampire. He's all blue. Are you thinking of the Count? No. In the Muppets, there's a guy that's blue that has like dangly things hanging off his like. Uh, I'll have to come back to this. This is just embarrassing as a Muppet fan. I don't know who you're talking about. Well, keep going on. Um, I would say. Oh, this is really tough. I kind of don't want to do this anymore. So can like. We pretend like we're done. Like, I'll be like, okay, so like next topic. All right, we'll just say Sam the Eagle. Oh, that's Sam the Eagle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go on to the next topic. Dingly things. Anyways. So we're going to like, okay, so Michael Moriarty. Next topic. Michael Moriarty should have won an Oscar for that scene where he's negotiating. And he says, I want a Nixon like pardon. Just his whole. Like, everything he says in that whole scene was great acting. It was ridiculous. I want to watch every single movie that he's in. (laughs) He was so funny. He wants to throw a giant canvas over the top of the building to catch, basically. Mm -hmm. He was like, why don't you get a hold of the local circus and we could just throw that over and then they could sue you if it gets wrecked to New York. Uh... Oh, here's something that you wanted to bring up. What's the biggest egg or what's the weirdest egg you would eat? Because mm. we were talking I about would, Q's eggs. I would probably eat an ostrich egg. I would eat an ostrich I egg. I would eat an ostrich egg. I don't think I would eat an alligator egg. Would Why you? not? I might try would it. Would you have some scrambled alligator eggs? I feel like eggs are all going to be about the same. It's just like... The white and yellow, you know. Do you eat a cobra egg? Isn't it? Is there poison in it? Where does the poison come from? I don't know. I'm not a (laughs) egg expert, or whatever. You're not an expert. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like I got set up for that one. I had a joke about the mime where he's just sitting outside trying to juggle and he's like, mime your own business. Did he say that? No, but oh. wouldn't that be wonderful? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's going to be like, did I miss that in, that in this movie? The mime was my favorite part, honestly, because there was no reason for him to be a mime, but he had to be painted as a mime. I like when he's in the back of the cop car, just like, ready with the rest you of the team. What? I'm bet that that guy like got caught fucking like Larry Cohen's wife and Larry (laughs) Cohen was like that guy's gonna be a mime the rest of this movie and I'm gonna make him like just have stupid mime paint on and humiliate him right? Right. Something happened to make him a mime for no reason. 
We wanted to, we almost wanted to do like a video version of this podcast because Anne wanted to mime everything. I did. The mime's reactions were terrible. So for like the last 20 minutes of the movie, Anne decided to mime a lot of the stuff. I did, and it was really good. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was. You oh, can't you see can't me. see it. I'm miming it right now. I don't want to explain to people what you're doing because they should be it's seeing so your mime good. skills. <laughs> Oh, uh, what else? Do I have anything else? I don't know. I, I don't even know. Else. Like, I don't even want to look at my notes. This was a good movie, and I want everyone to watch it. It was stupid. Like, it was so bad, but it was so good. We it did was watch. Good. It wasn't one of those bad movies that I'm like, oh my god, what a waste of my time. This was a good movie, and it was funny, and it made me laugh, and it made me be like, what the fuck? Why is everyone in this movie? <laughs> it's so crazy. What's the guy? I don't want to get into it. The guy with the mole. That I was like, oh. oh my god, yeah, Danny. It doesn't. There matter. was a there. It's a character actor, and Danny recognized him, and I was like, you're fucking high, but he, he's not. He he's real. He, he's right. He's, he's right. He's right. I was wrong. Oh, so yeah, it was great. We did watch it, the Joe Briggs Bob version mm-hmm. because we wanted to Joe see Bob his Briggs. comments. Joe Bob Briggs, mm-hmm. and that was fun to see his comments in between. I don't want to steal anything, so I didn't write any of his stuff down. He's funny. He is really funny. I never thought I would like a redneck cowboy. I know. I've watched him since I was like in seventh or eighth grade. I've known about him for a long time. I've liked him. He's funny. He is fantastic. I like him. I'd like to hang out with him and just have a couple beers and talk about shit movies. Like, do you know, him and I could talk about The Wicker Man for probably like five hours. I wonder if can he's you done imagine, The imagine? Can you imagine? He's smart. I would love that. Oh, my God. Can I talk to any movie critic ever about Wicker Man? Like, oh, my God. So, listeners, I want to know who your favorite is. I know Joe Bob Briggs. I know Elvira. And I know Sven Gulli. Is there someone I should be watching and listening to? Because I don't know. Do we have anything else on this awesome goddamn movie? I don't think so, but I do have an Instagram page everyone can follow at Ferndale Serial Quiller. You should check it out. I'm starting to make some new stuff. So it's uh, Quiller is Q-I... Wait, (laughs) Q-U-I-L-L-E-R. Ferndale Serial Quiller. Lately, she's been doing a lot of awesome Shit's Creek stuff. Yeah, I did do a... She has done some sweet Ghostbuster ones, and she's willing to do anything. can do anything. So check it out. And yeah. Yeah. So thanks for watching this movie with me tonight and getting drunk. It was funny. I liked it. It was ridiculous. It It was funny, and I love that it had a Law & Order (laughs) tie-in. Well, thank you, everyone. Hopefully we will have a bunch of episodes coming up. I know when October comes, I want to try to do one a week because October is my shit. But... Mm -hmm. Sweet. It'll be... Oh, happy Labor Day, because this comes out on Labor Day. Yeah, you know what? Praise be to the unions. Thank you. Um, Thank you, all of you hard workers who, like, fucked yourselves over to make us have a 40-hour work week and paid vacations and all of that good stuff that we would not have without you. you. Thank you. Happy Labor Day. Thank you. And bye! Bye! (laughs) Bye!